Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm William. This is the podcast where we talk about everything tabletop role-playing games. And today we are talking about the eye and hand of Vecna. One, two, Hey, Brian. Hey, Will. How you doing today? I'm spooky as fuck. <laughs> Are you? Yeah, 100%. Right. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Halloween. Well, I, I'm I'm almost sorry to hear it because the end of the spooky times is kind of upon us already. It is. It's gone yeah, by so fast. The culmination, the 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 ejaculatory point. Oh, God. It just <laughs> we got ends. there fast. It just we? ends. Yeah, so it's, prematurely. It's Halloween, and then it's over, and then it's just not yeah, spooky anymore. Yeah, it's it's a very abrupt end. Yeah, like you need to get your house clean for Thanksgiving, like right now. Yeah, like it, it starts absolutely. Just get all the stuff packed up and move. Although I have seen a trend of scary movies kind of continuing to come out all the way to the end of the year. Oh, okay. It's especially around December. Interesting, it's kind of a thing. Yeah. What better way to end? These spooky time conversations of dark gods, dark things, and dark places with two of perhaps D&D's most legendary and infamous of artifacts that are also quite spooky. Mm -hmm. The hand and eye of Vecna. Yeah, totally. Forever, excuse me, forever tied to each other and the will of their former owner, forever separated from the body of him and seeking to reunite with him. So powerful was Vecna in life and in unlife that the mere remaining physical body parts of him hold power akin to ancient artifacts of legend. But though these artifacts promise this power to those who would wield them, they demand great sacrifice from these would-be wielders and almost always betray their wielders in the end. So, let's get into it. Yeah, if you want to know how we have the um, the hand and eye, go watch our um, sort of cast episode. Yes, absolutely. Like, why are they not on him? <laughs> you go watch that one or the actual Vecna episode we recorded like four years ago. That's true. 
So in his uh, time, the mightiest of all wizards, Vecna was master of a kingdom now lost in the depths of Flaneus prehistory. Uh, Lord Vecna's rule was not kind and just, for he was filled with malevolence that, if known, would make even the feared Ayas the evil, demigodson of Igvilv and Grazd, tremble. As a great wizard, none within his realm dared oppose him. So great was Vecna's power that when his time to die came, he escaped even that to become an archlich more horrid than ever before, allowing him to continue his reign of horror over the land. In the end, though, his lieutenant Cass treacherously attacked the, uh, him, and in the ensuing battle, both were destroyed. Not really. <laughs> we detailed this last episode when we covered the Sword of Cass. Mm -hmm. uh, the only thing left behind in the aftermath was the Archlich's hand and eye. These dismembered bits have survived the millennia since Vecna's passing, retaining in them a portion of Vecna's great power. That surgical cut that got the whole eye scooped out was just insane. Like, how did they do that, you know? He, like, got the sword underneath, like, just right at the bone. And, yeah, and just did, like... Um, yeah, I can see that. I, The way I picture it is, you got to remember, right, he's already, like, a rotting corpse, right? Oh, it's easy to pop that I motherfucker think, out. I think he honestly just cracked him over the head, and the eye just popped out. Or the Naruto-verse is set in the Forgotten Realms, and, like, you can just, you know, unplug and plug in eyeballs like light bulbs. You could do that in Naruto, can't you? Yeah, yeah you I've can. That. You yeah. super do. Yeah. Like, from, like... You know, you kind of do in Baldur's Gate 3 as well. <laughs> you kind of do. That's what I learned in fantasy. Eyes are transitive. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely they are. You don't need, you just need one. You don't need yours. Yeah. It's so true. <laughs> Each time one of these artifacts has surfaced, disaster and ruin have followed. Pat in the vein used the hand to start the insurrection of the Yahitis, a rebellion the emperor of the Malachite throne later crushed. By the way, this is all in Greyhawk. Oh, okay. Uh, with the hand's power, the so-called Vecna II held monstrous sway over Tyrus for 100 years. Hold on a second. <laughs> Vecna 2? Vecna 2, bro. The sequel to Vecna? Yeah, the sequel to Vecna. Okay. The much lesser known, lesser critically reviewed in a favorable manner. The straight Vecna to DVD two. Vecna. Absolutely. Okay. That's exactly what this Vecna was. <laughs> he was the straight to DVD Vecna. The eye was instrumental in the extermination of the house of Hirik, once the ruling dynasty in Nyrond. And Miro, the paladin king, was corrupted by the power of the hand. So it just, it, these artifacts have a real bad reputation. I see your strategy for p packing in so many words that have like variable pronunciation into one sentence that the nerds are going to have a hard time parsing <laughs> it out. I wish I could say it was a strategy, man. It just happened. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. Greyhawk's fun, though. Yeah. Uh, each time the hand and I have failed their owners at some crucial moment. It's like, it's kind of what they do. Okay. <laughs> Over the years, cults of worshippers have arisen to venerate the vile Lord Vecna, uh, whether it be in his demigod, lesser god, or greater god forms. For Vecna cultists, the eye and hand are powerful relics worth obtaining at any cost. These servants are always watchful for any re reappearance of the eye or hand, eager to track down and snatch them up from whoever possesses them. So just by, like, from a DM perspective or from a player perspective, just having them automatically makes you a target, which, of course, the DM's going to take advantage of. Yeah, easy. The hand of Vecna appears to be a mummified left hand, black and claw-like. To be used, it must be placed on the stump of a left arm, where it will be instantly grafted into place. Oh, no. Once in place, it can be used as a normal hand, but always retains its horrid appearance. So you have to have some body trauma. And yep. how that came yep. about, who knows. Okay. Or you, if you want the hand, you got to cut off the hand you got. Or you can borrow some flesh... 
and just sort of like ball up your hand into a fist and cover it. And I don't know like, if that's my work. nub. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> my nub. Uh, the hand of Vecna. Oh no, I read that. The eye of Vecna. It's little more than a shriveled clot or small pebble, blood red in color. Like the hand, it must be affixed to the owner's body in an empty eye socket before it can be used. Once in place, it changes appearance to that of a golden slitted eye, much like a cat's. Once affixed, both items are permanently attached until the owner dies or they are forcibly removed. Mm -hmm. By the sword of cast. By the sword of cast. They radiate powerful magical auras that cannot be determined. I'm going to dig out your eye, champ, and then I'm going to put this raisin in it. Get ready. Get ready. It's It'll totally be okay. It's going to be great. You're going to have good vision. <laughs> the best. <laughs> Once attuned to the hand of Vecna, a creature changes its worldview towards neutral evil disposition. Okay. In oh. previous editions, the hand of Vecna gave its user 19 strength, immunity to magic missiles, and inflicted 2d6 points of damage to plant-based creatures by touch. Why would it give you 19 strength? Was, was, he was, lizards and liches are weak, right? No, not necessarily. Fuck. Let's. I'm pulling Man. up the lich stat block on five e. Let's see, lich five. I've just been doing calisthenics and like my hand <laughs> crimps are so crazy. I can grab anything. Let's see, uh, eleven strength on the on the average lich here, a fi fifth edition. I'm gonna argue that at lich level, eleven as a stat is not high. Is no, but like you know, liches don't weak, actively weak. work out. Right. Vecna, yeah. I guess, actively worked out. <laughs> Vecna, he worked yeah. out that left hand at least. Gross. Anyways, uh, also you invoked the user uh, gained an instant death touch, no saving throw once a day. So you just insto kill a thing, no saving throw, just dead. Like when people like Vulcan death pinch or like karate chop someone's neck and they pass out, yeah. except they explode into dust. Right, exactly. That's great. Um, along with randomly rolled spell like abilities uh, with a unique gesture for each power and their actual table. So if you go back to, I believe this was out of the Book of Artifacts, so that would have been like Advanced Dungeons Dragons Second Edition. Mm. Um, Kind of like what they have now, where all these artifacts have like a uh, uh, um, a detrimental property and a beneficial one, or two, or three, or four. Yeah. Um, a lot of magic items would be custom to your game because you would roll in a bunch of tables and have all these different effects and spell-like effects and stuff like that. That's cool. Um, once attuned to the eye of Ekna, a creature will also change its worldview towards a neutral evil disposition. In previous editions, the Eye of Vecna granted the user the effects of the true seeing spell at all times. Nice. So that's very that's powerful. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, when invoked, the user could also cast Eye Bite, which is like, I think, a level eight spell, three times a day. Domination once a day, as well as some randomly rolled spell-like abilities, which you get, you would do on those tables. Okay. Uh, both artifacts were uh, also considered to be cursed. Um, I, I believe they still are, but they were then too. As they were uh, once the living tissue of Vecna, every use of their abilities required a saving throw versus spell to avoid uh, artifact domination. So, a very dangerous thing to have on your body. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's gonna take it's gonna take you over. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty much inevitable. By the way, um, sorry for the for the self promotion, but I have four artifacts of Space Hell in uh, the. Dragon Star book. Oh, cool. And domination is very big. You have to avoid domination. Basically, spoilers. Um, this thing is going to try and immediately dominate you upon attunement. And it's is gonna it spoilers for the book or spoilers? Spoilers okay, for the book. Okay, okay. For the book, sorry. Yeah. Uh, and these each of these four artifacts will then try and subsequently dominate you um again and again, right? And if you succeed once, you're good. 
it, it will it will now bend to your will. Uh-huh. But if you fail all three, you will be permanently transformed into the highest level fiend of whichever type of the four types I have in my in my uh, universe here. And the items are around, or are they absorbed into the the being, or what? Um, no, and then you wield it, but you wield okay, it, and you, okay. you become uh, you become immediately forsworn Serv- servant, to yeah. the prince of hell that the the artifact belongs to. Sick. So. Fun stuff. Anyways, back to uh, Vecna. Uh, the Book of Artifacts has some DM advice when it comes to the artifacts and claims that both the hand and eye of Vecna are so evil that PCs will likely gain little good from either artifact and encourages DMs to fill their players' minds with tales of the tragic deaths and dire fates of those foolish enough to presume upon Vecna's power. The most obvious goal is to keep these artifacts from falling into the clutches of the uh, cult of Vecna or any other evil looking to utilize their power. This puts both groups in a race to follow a path of rumors and legend to find them first. Even if the characters succeed, they're still left with the problem of what to do with the artifacts. The cultists will not rest until the items are theirs. Can you imagine finding like the Iron Man armor and you put on like the hand, the glove or whatever, and now you're like a rich asshole? <laughs> I like that idea. It's <laughs> hilarious. The uh, Book of Artifacts goes on to present a few more scenarios in which the artifacts could be utilized, including the characters accidentally finding the eye or hand and must destroy or hide the artifacts before cultists do them in, a scenario where the characters would have uh, to present prevent a good NPC from using the artifacts, since this would doom their poor soul and perhaps many others, or perhaps the greatest challenge of having the player characters forced to defeat a foe already using the artifacts, perhaps a depraved ruler within the borders of the former Great Kingdom. Okay. Regardless of how you utilize the hand and eye of Vecna in your game, it is important to remember that both these items are very sentient and have their own goals, mm-hmm. which 4E was very, very nice enough to spell out. I love 4E artifacts for this fact. Yeah, like, I like the consistency <clears throat> between the, the Vecna-related items in this as well. Yeah, absolutely. So the goals of the eye of Vecna, be reunited with the hand of Vecna. They they like each other. They're homies. They're they homies. Got, they got sure. stabbed at the same time. Exactly. They they were both there at that moment. They were born. They're twins. It's like, I saw you get cut off, bro. <laughs> it's like, I felt you fall next to me, dog. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Spread the worship of Vecna across the world. Okay. Uh, rest secrets from those who keep them, then use those secrets as weapons of betrayal. Uh-huh. So Vecna. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe. Be installed in a powerful living vessel. Preferably a powerful wielder of arcane magic. Got it. Those are the four goals the Eye of Vecna has. Every morning, it, that's his checklist. <laughs> it's like, where's my hand? Okay, you're there. All right. Are we spreading the worship of Vecna across the world? Good. I, do we have any secrets that can we use them to betray somebody? Three. Four. Where's our powerful living vessel? We need one. Yeah, totally. We don't have teeth. We don't got to waste time doing that. Exactly. Yeah. The Eye of Ecna communicates silently with its possessor, delivering vivid hallucinatory visions about what it wants. These visions are subtle at first, but eventually they become grisly and more explicit. The Eye's ability to communicate is limited when it's not installed in an eye socket. Those who handle the Eye in its unattached state receive only brief visions of power, whatever is compelling to that person. Uh, they also gain a clear idea of what they need to do to acquire the ice power, which is, of course, put it in your eye. So, because I mean, they're not just going to naturally like you're not going to be like, oh, let me put this in my face. It's, yeah, it's going to show yeah. you visions of people like laughing and smiling, like pulling their eyeballs out, and it, there's like no blood or gore. Yeah, anything. it's totally fine. Yeah, and they pop the other one, and they're like, wow, I can see so good. It really is that easy. Dang, and yeah, I have X-ray vision. Wow, mm-hmm. I can see everyone's butts. <laughs> So many butts. So many. All right. Goals of the hand of Vecna. Uh, spoiler alert. They're going to be the same. Be reunited <laughs> with the eye of Vecna. Uh-huh. They're bros. 
spread worship of Vecna across the world. Rest secrets from those who keep them, then use their secrets of, of, as weapons of, of betrayal. Uh, be installed in a powerful living vessel, preferably that of a powerful wielder of arcane magic. <laughs> Look for a hand masseuse. Absolutely. The hand of yeah. Vecna can move independently of its owner's wishes to communicate, using a strange sign language that only a character who has attached the hand can understand. Its ability to communicate is limited when it's not attached. When a human or character touches the hand, it springs to life, scratching at the left hand of the creature that touched it. Oh, God. At the same time, the creature feels a surge of power accompanied by a sense that his greatest desires are within grasp. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why, but it scratches my hand. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it was said that the only way to permanently destroy the eye of Vegna is if both the eye and hand of Vegna are attached to the same creature, and then that creature is slain by an artifact known as the Sword of Cast. Oh, God. It's back. Yeah. But that can't even be true because that's exactly how these artifacts were made. So I, that doesn't seem like it should be true to me. Okay. It was said that the only way to permanently destroy them is if attached to the same creature and that creature is stabbed like in the heart or something. Right. Yeah. So the, the eye and hand would die with the rest of the person. Yeah. But that obviously didn't happen when Cast did that to Vecna in the first place. Well, they cut the hand and eye out first. I guess that's true. And then Vecna so, got dead. So the un did Vecna didn't die? He didn't actually die. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, his body did though. Like, but his soul just transferred because he was a lich. He right, breeds, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And then he went to the astral plane and became a god somehow. Unclear. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> the hand and eye of Vecna appear in a number of adventures, including Vecna Lives, where Vecna attempts to reclaim That's them right. That's right. and use his cult to perform a ritual that will summon his followers from across time to take over Earth. So he pulls the I feel like I've seen this before, where it's like you know, it's in that dumb movie with Tom Cruise, which I know people liked, and I'm sorry. It's like something of tomorrow, the war of tomorrow, where basically they're taking people from the past and bringing them to the future to fight a war against aliens. What? Yes, it's a thing. Maybe it wasn't Tom Is Cruise. Is this the one with all the Tom Cruise clones? No, that's, that's Oblivion. A, okay. That one's actually okay. I like that movie. And you're not talking about Minority Report, which also yes. sort of deals with time <laughs> stuff. Kind of. I like that movie, too. Yeah. No. I mean, Tom Cruise you know has a lot of the best part of Minority movies. Report? It's uh, Peter Stormare's fucking mad doctor, the surgeon who does the eye, the eye thing on him. Uh, don't get mad at me when I tell you I haven't seen Minority Dude, Report. Dude, okay. By the way, yeah, he gets his like left eye replaced by by Peter Stormare, I know who's so, an amazing actor. I know way more about Minority Report than I should for not yeah. having watched it, so right. like, that tracks. So, anyways, <laughs> best part of that movie. I love anything Peter Stormare does. But back to, back. what were we even talking about? Oh, yeah. Taking people from the past and bringing them to the future to fight your bullshit wars. That's what Vecna does in Vecna Lives. He basically tries to get all his cultists and soldiers from across time uh -huh. and bring them to the present to take over the world. Okay, so every person that's ever served me in mm -hmm. my armies will, Across thousands of years. I will become the most powerful I could potentially be. Exactly. I'm going to open up all these portals. I'm like, I'm going to open a portal to year 1000, year 2000, year 1500, and like every single like basically era of my para power and bring all those armies over. That's stupid because no one <laughs> likes Vecna. Well, no, like the dude had an empire, so it's actually not the worst idea. Yeah, but, but how Cass that fuck's be the there? Yeah, but it'll be cast. It'll be like cast bros. when he was cool. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because you can you can select from time. Yeah, no, not exactly. ca not cast after I fuck cast. Exactly, up. Okay. exactly right. Uh, theoretically, although cast doesn't show up in that. <laughs> he adventure. brings cast from out of time, right? And he's like, yeah. ah, stupid cast, you're back. He's like petting him. <laughs> I missed you. He's like, where's your eye, bro? <laughs> Don't ask complicated questions. We gotta go get it, man. <laughs> That's so funny. And then he sees him with the sword. He's like, 
give me your fucking sword. <laughs> give Seriously, me your fucking right. sword give it right it now. now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. So for it. me, it's a like, better one. this entire premise is like completely would destroy the time continuum in my eyes. Yeah. But, but whatever. It's D&D. &D. It's go. Dragon Ball Z time where you can just do whatever you want right. in your timeline. Exactly. Yeah. And you yeah. can go to any timeline and fuck that one up too. That is precise. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, and then with the angle here of uh, becoming, because uh, he's already a god at this point, right? So it's his avatar that shows up that tries oh, to do all this. Yeah, okay. Um, but basically he wants to become the ultimate god. Because again, we know that like number of worshipers and souls equal power. And if he has just like quadrupled his worshipers but bringing them all to the time yeah. zone and then taking over the world and converting everyone, he'll become the greatest god on earth. Yeah, and since he's an avatar, he has to master all four elements as well. <laughs> and then he can take over the world. In Die Vecna Die, where the hand and eye need to be used alongside the Sword of Cast to kill Vecna, who's making a play taking him over the multiverse. And funnily enough, the uh, the hand of Vecna also shows up uh, in a recent adventure, The Descent into Avernus. Oh, nice. Okay. So I had to look this stuff up because I'm not a crit roll person. You know oh, I'm not a crit yeah, roll person. Yeah, yeah. But in Descent into Avernus, Vecna's hand is grafted onto a dragonborn paladin slash barbarian named Arcan the Cruel, who mm -hmm. is attempting to use the power of the hand to free his goddess Tiamat from her imprisonment in the Nine Hells. This character, Arcan, oh god, I gotta say this name, is canon is a canonization of the character played by. Can you say this name for me? Okay, I'm pretty sure is it's it, Archon. First of all, Archon. My bad. See, I don't even know. It's Archon. Joe Manganiello. Yeah, this guy, or famous Mangi guy. Manganet. That guy. Fuck, I forgot how to. say Very his famous. Name. Hey, Freeland. Isn't he very fit too? <laughs> Yeah, he's, he he's works very out. famously fit. I don't know anything else about. He him. probably also likes metal. What is it with D and D people liking metal, working out, and fucking liking D and D? I guess are the three things. I it's don't like, know, dude. I met. The first I love two, all three of those things. The first two people I met that played D and D were you and Freeland, and you we guys were, were fucking back working we, out. We were buff back then, <laughs> They're bro. Buff ass gym bros. <laughs> like you guys want to roll some dice? And fucking, <laughs> you can be an elf. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, exactly. You guys seem cool. Well, I was like, check this song out. Like, yeah, dude, this seems all good. Like, sure. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I don't know. I can't, I can't give you that answer. <laughs> Joe, is it Manganiello? Man, I, th I thought the G was soft. Manganiello. Man Man no, Man soft G, not G. a hard G. Okay, my bad. Yeah. I feel like I, I feel like I'm obliged to be a fan of this person, but I'm just not. I don't. I mean, I'm sure they're cool. I just don't know anything about them. Yeah, they're super cool. They had like a custom. I saw some custom D and D table they got made that was like thousands of dollars because yeah. they're rich. And like, why the fuck wouldn't you do that? And like, I don't know. It seems, right. Seems cool. Seems legit. Like Freeland put me onto this dude. Yeah, I, I know Freeland's like, hey, a fan. Let's just jump on to. Yeah, he's shaming us for not being able to say the name after he told oh, us. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure. They're all. Um, you know, it's a it's a who you know industry over there on that right. side of the so, the D and D. So world. he was on crit roll with this character. Apparently. Totally. Yeah. And this character got canonized into actual Forgotten Realms lore. In the Nine Hells. That's how um, powerful Matt cool. Mercer is. is exactly. Get, Matt Mercer's in a and d book and in the... So you remember how I was Yanni saying... Portal is like remember, a character in a tavern. You remember how I was saying, like, having enough souls worshipping you gives you power? Yes. Matt, Matt Mercer. Mercer. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that's all I got on the hand and eye. He also gets to be... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. He also gets to be um, fucking the voice for Ganondorf. In Tears of the he Kingdom. Well, okay. I think 
I think his his D and D stuff aside, the dude's an incredibly talented voice actor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I really think good. he does a great Ganondorf. Yeah, and he's hit from um, Dragon Ball Super. He's, he's which also is super fucking cool. He's also um um oh god, what's his name? Minsk in Baldur's Gate three. Yeah, he does so, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Why wouldn't we give Matt Mercer a Baldur's Gate three voice acting job? That's fucking like teed up. Uh, honestly, you should just give most of them. They're all good voice actors. So, I know, yeah. and they all get the work anyway. Yeah. So, anyways, the rich <laughs> get richer. I'm not jealous. Shout out to Deepa Gorgon. I just want <laughs> help us. <laughs> Any more souls? All right, let's take a short rest. Okay. It's the grand adventures of Ilian and Bean. You know, Ben, I've been thinking about it, and um, the the pendant of plenteous patrons uh, is, a, is a wonderful name for the artifact itself, but I don't think it quite uh, it, it is a good fit for the the shards that we have. You know, I've been investigating it, and it's just. The amount of patrons within it just are not very plenteous at all. Like, it's still substantial, but I just, I've been workshopping something. I wanted to bounce it off you. What if we called the shards, instead of the shards of plenteous patrons, the shards of substantial supporters? You know, I love alliteration, and that is some I solid, do too. solid work. Solid work. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I think that's fine. You know, it is yes. inherently different now. Yes. I, I suppose. We don't want to confuse anyone. The old who one, might be overhearing our conversation? The old one was like round and amu yes. amuleted. Yes, Wait, it was. Hold on, are people listening to us? You never know. Yeah, I guess you, you never don't. Know. I guess you don't. And that that would kind of track because we've we've come across a really spooky, like the grove of some kind. I think of, of oh, look at all this gnarled wood. Yes, it seems we've wandered directly into the ghost grove. Oh, okay. Also known as the grove of ghosts. I was gonna ask how you know that, but I can I can see their signage actually. Yeah, right. There. I did know it, but also there is a sign. <laughs> ah, that doesn't surprise me one one <laughs> bit. You know, um, the stories say that this place is haunted by dark and angry spirits who use the fears of those who wander through them against them. Oh no! So be on watch, Ben. This uh, is a dangerous place, and one we must go through to reach Creator's Crater. That's right. Creator's Crater is on the horizon in the northern mountains, Indeed. and we will brave whatever force and whatever dark, ghostly spirits. I'm I'm not afraid of anything. Well, I'm afraid of a few things, but not very many things. Yes, and those things are very scary. Any fear very... that any fear that you hold in your heart, I'm afraid the spirits here will. We'll, we'll lock in on it and use it against you. Ben? Ben, why are you? I I just, I was just talking to you. How did you get lost in the fog that quickly? Who's, who, I see a silhouette in the, in the distance there. Who goes there? Who's, who's out here in the fog with me? Oh, it's just me. Oh, Ilian the Olive. Who? <laughs> Ilian the Olive, uh, the librarian. I'm afraid I'm all out of magic. No more spell slots to spend. Oh, God! What happened? Oh, you know, adventuring. Companions not respecting my personal boundaries and asking me to cast my magics. And um, now I'm all out of all out of spell slots. Oh, that's, that's terrible. How? And, and the green in your beard, it, it truly has faded to olive. This cannot be my future. Tell me it isn't so... Oh, I'm afraid it is, unfortunately. You just aren't going to find the supporters that you need to continue your quest. No, this cannot be! I refuse to accept it! No! Uh, yes, I will. I will steal myself, Ilian, and I will I will ensure that the evils that try to penetrate my heart cannot do so. My 
Resolve will be as thick as my plated armor, yes. Yes. Uh, wait, wait, where did all this thick fog come from? I don't... Alien, where did you, where did you go? You were right, you were right here next to me, and now he's gone. And I'm all, I'm all alone, and I, I don't, I don't know which way, which way are the northern mountains. I can't see. And all right, all right, I just, I just need to calm down. I just need to calm down. I'm gonna, you know, kind of a little too worked up. Let me just paint. Let me just paint. That'll calm me down. And here's my easel, and here's my canvas, and here are my acrylics, ah, recently filled. How wonderful. And my brush is a, huh? What's, what's this? They're all, no, I swear I cleaned them. I did, I cleaned them every time. This can't be, the, my, this, these, br these bristles are completely blue and crusty. No, no, no! Oh, Bian, there you are, and oh, the shard, look! It's blinding oh, light! Oh, oh my god! It's piercing through the fog! It's, it's casting away our fears! Oh, that's good, that's good! Be gone with you, oh, Ilion the Olive! You pathetic excuse of a wizard! I will never become thee! Oh! You oh. disgust me! Oh my, okay. Well, I can kind of guess what you went through based off of that. Um, uh, <laughs> my, my gut, my, my brushes are, um, they're totally clean. Yes, I saw you clean them yesterday. I always do. You always do. I always so scared Never that fail. I'm gonna forget, and then uh, you know, pull them out, and I won't be able to paint. You know, Ben, we need to work on your confidence. You know, in these matters, you're, maybe you're right. Yes. Let's talk more about this on our I, way through the ghostly grove. I think we need to work on your fear of the future. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. 
Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. We've returned. Indeed we have. We are fucking back. Indeed we are. We're we're gonna talk about hands and eyes, but if uh, before we do that, if you guys want to go support Ilian and Beeren and their journeys for fucking finding the, the shards. shards of plenteous patrons, there you can do that at Patreon.com/slash/TheDungeonCast. Um, there's a ton of other stuff there too. That's really cool, like early episodes and ad-free episodes, things of that nature. Yeah, show notes are there too. Uh, old live plays, all kinds of stuff over there. Yep. So. Uh, it's a cool place, and, and it really does help out the show quite a bit when you go support there. So thank you. Um, when is our next Patreon episode? Um, like a couple? Pa- a couple patron? Of, yeah, patron, pa- our patron-voted episodes. Oh, we um, have patron-voted episodes. Next recording session. Next, next recording, recording session. session. Okay. I, do you want me to spoil what it is? Because they're already won by a landslide. Uh, well, everybody on Patreon knows. So we will have an upcoming episode voted on our, by our patrons mm-hmm. on... What oh, the f- the Empire of Netheril from Ooh. another Forgotten Realms so. Okay, is that going to be a like a city episode or like um, a realm episode or like what what are we talking about? It's more of a like the city of sigil. It is going to be kind of like a city episode, but it's also going to be kind of like an event episode, which I don't think we've really done an event episode. Oh. Um, because the whole thing about the Empire of Netheril is that it exploded. So, <laughs> so we're going to talk, we gotta about, talk about that. We've got to talk about why and how. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Which it. we have, actually. In the Mystery episode, we talked about Carsus' uh, folly and him, uh, him yeah. destroying everything. And I remember that. falling from the sky and all that stuff. But we're going to get much more into, like, what was that time period like? What, what were the cities like? What was the Empire like? What was blah, 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 blah. And that was a topic that was nominated and voted on to be an episode on the Dungeon Cast by people on Patreon. Who we take very seriously. Yeah. So, um, if you guys want to get a hand, if you want to get an eye of Vecna on that, and then use your hand to vote on certain topics later on, uh, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/TheDungeonCast and do so. That's at any donation rate. So, you know, get a hand on that ball. Indeed, get some visibility on that on that stuff. Let's talk about some other hands and eyes. That yes, are useful absolutely. for this episode specifically. Indeed. Let's do it. Um. I have so D and D Beyond has a you got the dice ready. I, yeah, I, I need to get it. the I dungeon master get it. I gotta get. Yeah, please do. You know, at the, we're at the end of the year. Our artifact. I still got it. Got this down. I know this <laughs> bookmark it. Um, okay, so D and D Beyond has a hand of Vecna page, an eye of Vecna page, and a eye and hand of Vecna page. So I'm gonna read off the eye and hand of Vecna page since it seems to sort of like not be different than the two pages rather than just combining it's a good consolidation of the two consolidation that's a good word um so we already talked about how to attune these things you got to take out your you have to be have an available space for them Mm -hmm. you can't Mm -hmm. just slap the hand on your chest nope nope or like third eye (laughs) i pulled out my third eye i put vecna's eye there and now i'm tn (laughs) actually it's not it's not specific about the eye so if you do have three eyes 
I don't know what species might have three eyes, but if you did actually, well, does I got it specify here? To attune the eye, you must gouge out your own eye and okay, press yeah. the artifact into the empty socket. This says you got to do that shit yourself. Ooh, shit. Not it does, it does. It says you must gouge out your own eye. That's true. What if it's already missing? You just you're Oops. you're incompatible. Yeah, it just falls out. Sorry, you're disqualified. <laughs> the eye grafts itself into your head and remains there until you die. Mm, interesting. Um, same thing with the hand. You must lop off. It says lop off your own left hand. It you does. That is so specific. The that left is, one. I think I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say I think that's an oversight. But go ahead. I think the idea is like if you want to use these, you have to pay the price. Right. Yeah. But like theoretically, someone who's lost their hand has already paid that price. If the hand. Well, it's like with the intention of attaching the hand, you did not. You just mm. like paid some other price for some other bullshit. <laughs> like you got in a fight with a bad guy, and he was really cool. It's not that. It's not the hand's fault. You make bad decisions. Yeah. <laughs> there you um, go. So you, if the hand is ever removed, uh, you die. If the mm -hmm. eye is ever removed, you die. So you can just cut off the hand of Vecna again, and then the whole person dies. Yes, exactly. Nice weak points. Mm. Random properties: the eye and hand of Vecna. Each have the following random properties. One minor beneficial property, one major beneficial property, one minor detrimental property. That's, That's pretty good. Added. That's um usually it's either even or even like weighs a little bit more on the detrimental side. This one weighs on the beneficial side. You want to roll and see what our hand is. Mm -hmm. Which one we roll for each, right? We're gonna do the eye first. Eye first. So here's a minor beneficial property for the eye. We got a 46. 46. Well, attuned to the artifact, you have resistance against one, one type of damage. Probably necrotic. That's a good one. Or psychic, because it's an eye. I don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, psychic is a good pick. Yeah. It's, like, hard to resist. Mm -hmm. um, but necrotic's also good, because what if you want to fight another lich? <laughs> All right, here I go. Um, let's call that a zero. Is this a major beneficial? This is our major beneficial. Okay. It is a five. Oh, well, tune to the artifact. One of your ability scores, DM's choice, increases by two to a maximum of 24. I think perception. So wisdom, wisdom goes up by two. That's a good one for that eyeball. And then here's our minor detrimental. <clears throat> That's a 36. 36. Well, attuned to this artifact, you are physically ill and have disadvantage on ability checks or saving throws that use strength or constitution. Ooh. That's pretty brutal for a minor minor detrimental, but it also I feel like fits. Like tough. You know, you're if you yourself are not undead, yeah, putting this eye in you probably makes you feel fucking horrible. You know? <laughs> All right, let's do the hand. Okay, here comes the hand stuff. This is our first minor beneficial. 87. 87. Um while attuned to this artifact, you can use an action to cast one third level spell from it. After you cast the spell, roll a d6 and a roll a one to five. You can't you can't cast it again until the next dawn. So you know, here's fireball. Sick. What is a um, ray of sickness or enfeeblement level three? I think one of those is. Ooh, I don't know off the top of my head. Me neither. I know those yeah. are both spells. Yeah, one of those <laughs> is like a first level spell. One of yeah, one of them is a low level. Yeah, uh, it might be a second level. I don't really know. Yeah. Okay, then we got ninety one for the. Major? Major. Oh, uh, while to this artifact, you can use an action to cast one fourth level spell. Oh, no, sorry, seventh level spell. Oh, fuck. That's pretty. And after the, you cast the spell, roll a d6, and over one to five, you cannot cast it again until the next dawn. That's pretty good. Um, I, I feel like it should just say on a roll of six, you can cast it again. But anyways, whatever. <laughs> Moving on. Give me that detrimental property. 
One minor detro. 25. 25. While attuned to the artifact, you emit a sour stench noticeable from 10 feet away. <laughs> you have a stink hand. You smell bad, dude. <laughs> like an Adventure Zone reference with what, smelly hands. What you been doing with that hand, bro? Oh, gross. That's gross. Ah, Vecna. <laughs> what the fuck were you doing? Bro. It's for science. How oh, I got it so strong. I was tugging so hard. Oh, God. All right, moving on. Tell me more about the hands. Properties of the eye. Okay, the eye. Your alignment changes to neutral evil, and you gain the following. Bennies, you have true sight. That's a great one. You can use an action to see if you were ha- uh, if you were wearing a ring of x-ray vision. Um, oh, you can use an action to see as if you were wearing a ring of x-ray vision. You can end this effect as a bonus action. Uh, the eye has eight <clears throat> charges. So, well, real quick, real mm-hmm. quick. When you do so, you can see into and through solid matter for one minute. The vision has a radius of 30 feet. To use solid objects within that radius appear transparent and don't prevent light from passing through them. The vision can penetrate one foot of stone, one inch of common metal, or up to three foot of wood and dirt. Thicker substances block the vision, as does a thin sheet of lead. Neat. Like Superman. Yeah. Um... The eye has eight charges. You can use an action and expend one or more charges to cast the following spells. Save DC 18 from it. Clairvoyance costs two charges. Crown of Madness costs one, costs one charge. Disintegrate, four charges. Dominate Monster, five charges. Or Eye Bite, four charges. Just the, for reference, Eye Bite is a level six spell. So very powerful. You can do two Eye Bites <clears throat> per charges. The, the eye regains one D4. Yeah. The eye regains 1d4 plus 4 expended charges daily at dawn. Each time you cast a spell from the eye, there's a 5% chance that Vecna tears your soul from your body and devours it and then takes control of your body like a puppet. And that, if that happens, you become an NPC under the DM's control. Okay, so that's why this thing doesn't have a major detrimental property. <laughs> it's got one built in. My God. Vecna eats your soul. Each time you cast a spell from the eye, there's 5% chance. So, okay, I cast a spell. What, what, 70... 70 something we're safe 77 we lived we lived this time so on the dungeon cast we're alive i guess i'll, I'll roll one too yes yeah. i have it <laughs> so what is it do i have to roll a, a 95 five? i have to roll a 95 did okay. you just roll a 90 no a i 69. rolled a 69 <laughs> nice i would roll that you would <laughs> fuck here we are it was okay. live well that was it for the um for the hand uh, that was the that was the eye that was the eye yeah yeah um so properties of the hand, your alignment changes to neutral evil also, and you gain the following bennies. Your strength strength score becomes 20, unless it's, it's already 20 or higher. That's amazing grip strength. Yeah, you get like a like a Bane Venom boost when you slap that thing on. Yep, absolutely. Um, any melee spell attack you make with the hand and any melee weapon attack made with a weapon held by it deals an extra 2d8 cold damage on a hit. That's, That's cool. cool. It's good for casters and, and, and uh, marshals. That's awesome. Yeah, I like 2d8 cold that's nice yeah uh the hand has eight charges you can use an action to expend one or more charges to cast one of the following spells save dc 18 from it finger of death <laughs> i don't know why we know where that thing's going <laughs> no five, that costs five charges to get all that and we're reading the finger of death spell seventh level instantaneous necromancy uh 60 foot range one action to cast. Uh, you send negative energy coursing through a creature that you could see within range, causing it searing pain. Target must take a, make a constitution saving throw. It takes 78 plus 30 necrotic damage on a failed saving throw, half as much on a successful one. A humanoid killed by this spell rises at the start of the next turn as a zombie that is permanently under your command. Woo. Awesome. 
Moving yeah. On. Yeah, moving on. In uh in the motherland, finger pulls you. Uh sleep is one charge. Slow is two charges. Slow's pretty good. Yeah. Uh teleport three charges. Teleport's pretty good too. Yeah. Damn, tell like the actual teleport spell. That's cool. The hand regains one D four plus four expended charges daily at dawn. Each time you cast a spell from the hand, it casts the suggestion spell on you. Safety C eighteen. Demanding that you commit an act of evil. Uh, the hand might have a specific act in mind or leave it up to you. Okay, so <laughs> I feel like the hand is the safer artifact to use. Yeah, it depends on the evil. Yeah, but the other one is <clears throat> you fucking yeah, your die and your soul gets here. devoured and now Vecna's here. That's pretty bad. That's It doesn't get much worse, really. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of like the hand. I think I'd introduce the hand. The eyes are the window to the soul. That's why Vecna can get in there on you. That's actually, I think you might be right. I think you're absolutely right. I think that was written uh, on purpose. Damn, um, I did it. Yeah. I solved it. Yeah, I think I think I would introduce the hand to the party and maybe put the eye in, in, in an active like antagonist and then maybe have have the eye proc its soul-devouring scenario mid-fight with the party. Ooh, so the yeah, party has to crazy. witness it. And then, and then, oh shit, Vecna's here. Yeah, with the the person's body would change to look like Vecna, right? Yeah, and like obviously, <clears throat> so you, would know. you would know. You would know because Vecna would definitely try to keep it a secret. He, yeah, maybe. I wouldn't keep it a secret. Though. It's I'd me, make it Dan, <laughs> Paladin. I'm back, and I'm not. I'm not evil. I'm good. I'm your good friend, Dan. <laughs> Have you seen the meme? And I, I don't know what show it's from, but it's Steve Buscemi, and he's like at a high school under. <laughs> hello, like, hello, fellow, fellow kids. kids. Yeah, 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 that's a good one. Anyways. <clears throat> Wasn't that like Ike Harley or something like that? I don't know. I have no idea. I've also, only seen the meme. It's pronounced Buscemi. Is it really? It really it's not is. not Buscemi? There is a an episode of Guess Who Scooby-Doo uh-huh. that, that show exclusively, it was like 2018, 2019, where they have Steve Buscemi on there, and he makes it a very clear hey, point. Absolutely. Everyone's, he's walking around with the cast of Scooby-Doo like uh-huh. a normal person. He's like actually Steve Buscemi, uh-huh. and everyone's scared of him. It was like... It's that gangster from TV. And he's like, I'm not, I'm an actor. <laughs> and then he's like, it's pronounced Buscemi. Like, that's this whole bit, the whole fucking show. It's, it's pretty funny. Okay. Okay. I um, didn't know that. Yep. Me neither. I didn't care either. But now, you know. Hey, hey, cool. I know now. Now that I know. Do we have properties of the eye and hand? We do. If you're attuned to both of them, you gain the following bennies. You are immune to disease and poison. That's nice. You're using the eyes x-ray vision uh, never causes you to suffer exhaustion. Yeah, I, I left that part out when I read the spell. Sorry. Oh, okay. What would happen? You would just like... You have to make a con save when you use it, and if you fail, you're, you get a level of exhaustion. That can get bad real yeah. fast. Yeah. Um, you experience premonitions of danger, and unless you are incapacitated, can't be surprised. Nice. It's danger. I know. Yeah, I did. <laughs> okay. If you start your turn with at least one hit point, you regain one d10 hit points. That's Very pretty nice. good. Yeah, solid. You're just healing every turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, if a creature has a skeleton, <laughs> you can attempt. So not a jelly. You can attempt to turn its bones to jelly. Wow. With touch. Uh, you can turn it into Jesus. a jelly with the hand of Vecna. What a horrifying thing to behold. Yeah. Because that person's going to die, but it isn't going to be instant. If you do It's going to be like a, a five-second ordeal as ooh. they f- fall into a pool of just... Yeah, their just, organs Yeah, don't just organs, or- yeah. flesh, and... and, and Stuff's uh, going to tear. Ah! Uh, yeah. yeah you, we saw it in Harry Potter. Gilderoy Lockhart sure did remove all of that boy's arm bones. 
Yeah, that's true. It'd be like that, but the whole body. The whole body. <laughs> oh, so Harry Potter had some like muscle trauma when that happened too, probably. They didn't talk about. Uh, man, it sucks <laughs> to be Harry Potter until it doesn't. No, it mostly just sucks. It mostly, to be Harry it mostly sucks, but from everyone's outside perspective, it's like the coolest thing ever. Right. All right, you can uh, you can do the jelly thing by using an action to make a melee attack against a creature you can reach, using your choice uh, of your melee attack bonus for weapons or spells. On a hit, the target must succeed on a DC 18 Constitution saving throw or drop to zero. Give me hit a d20. Points. Give me a d20. Here is a d20. Um, what a level i'm guessing here but like a level 10 barbarian probably has a four and then proficiency bonus to their con save so what is that like a plus seven or eight let's go with the plus eight. eight let's go with eight plus eight see right? how, that, how that trying to think us. is there anything else they can stack on that not for, not yeah, plus for the eight. save so barbarian gets touched by vecna and he saves he yeah gets, he gets a uh, 13 plus uh, eight yeah that's a so uh, 21 Whoo. That was a close one because uh, guess what number is right next to 13 on this dice is the one. Oh, I yeah, really thought you were rolling on that one. That would be great. Um, yeah. Okay. So you can use an action to cast Wish. The property, this property can't be used again until 30 days have passed. That's extraordinarily powerful as well. Yeah. You can be like, I wish this bullshit I attached to my body was back to normal. Yeah. And I was going to say, would probably I was going to say, like, you. I wish that you had failed that saving throw that you just passed. Ooh. <laughs> That's dope. And then uh, I'm going to do that again in a month. See you then. <laughs> Destroying the eye and hand. If the eye of Vecna and the hand of Vecna are both attached to the same creature and that creature is slain by the sword of Cass, both the eye and the hand burst into flame, turn to ash, and are destroyed forever. Any other attempt to destroy the eye and hand seems to work, but the artifact appears in one of Vecna's many hidden vaults where it waits to be rediscovered. Okay. It shows up somewhere again. That's all. Yeah, sometimes. Which, that's actually not unusual for a lot of artifacts. I do find it interesting that there is an actual permanent way to destroy it. Um, I think a lot of artifacts we've read, there isn't a permanent, permanent way. It's more like, you destroy it, but it shows back a, up, up, up again in a thousand years. Yeah, like a god. Yeah. Like, you have to go to the place where it was forged and, like, throw it in the fucking fires of Mount Doom or exactly. whatever the shit yeah. you gotta do to it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's yeah. the whole stat block. There you go. Any thoughts on the hand and eye of Vecna? Uh, have you ever been tempted to use it? Do you have plans to use it in the future? I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm still stuck on the deck of many things. That's really fun. You Are you aware of the the deck of many things? Like, I don't know what to call it. I guess it's just book coming out. Yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah, yes. It actually looks incredibly good. It looks way higher quality than anything Wizards of the Coast has done in years. Um, you know, and I'm so like off the which, beaten path yeah. with the everything it, since it's CO, not GL a high stuff. bar to beat. It's just it's actually surprising. I'm like, why is this? Why have they poured so much good work into this one thing when they have just such a track record of not doing that with almost anything? I don't know. They they're like riding this line of doing a make good and then still being the exact same shitty entity that like caused yeah. them to do a make good. Mm -hmm. So I don't really know what to do about it. Yeah. Um. And I just sort of like, yeah, that looks cool. Yeah, I'll still play D and D. Yeah. Like, they they're adding like eleven cards to the deck. 
Oh, okay. See, yeah. no, yeah, yeah, it's it's like legit, like crazy expansion stuff. I think it could use a little work after I've played it, with it for a little. They're while. having like in-depth uh, ways to use it. Way like a, so, it's not just something you pull from. You can actually utilize it and, and use Ooh. it as a as an item, and it can do all kinds of things. I'm excited for that. Okay, yeah. I'll, it's I'll look definitely into worth that. looking into. And I know as a fan of the deck of many things, that's why I bring it up. Yeah, this this next time I'm going to use it, it's going to show up kind of like the way this hand and I are supposed to show up after because mm -hmm. it vanished itself. I'm like, okay. Okay, well, I think I'm just going to, like, my party is about to leave their dungeon, and I think it's just going to be on the table when they get back to their favorite tavern table. And it's going to be, like, doing its, uh, it's going to do, like, the gambit thing where the card looks, like, charged up on the top, mm -hmm. and it'll be, like, the deck wants you to pull a card, oh and if you God. don't right now, it's going to explode, and, like, a bunch of cards are going to fly out and activate. So oh, my God. Because you can do that. Like, yeah. Right? So, yeah, yeah. Sure. I'm going to be like, That's okay, hilarious. we get back to the tavern, it's going to be card pulling That's time. That's so funny. Yeah. I like it. Uh, cause, yeah. I don't, the, the thing disappearing itself, I'm just going to do, like, hand-wavy bullshit and put it back. It was like, sure. it's back. It's It loves you guys. It just yeah. didn't want to work hard that time i don't know <laughs> i'm looking through the comments of the because D, D beyond pages have comments at the bottom uh -huh. um and they're not very interesting for the hand and i vecna um it's mostly people trying to homebrew stuff yeah that's what i'm seeing too which is interesting in its own way and they're like parsing out like a bunch of <clears throat> details about yeah, that. Yeah, they're, so they're I, having a discussion. I don't think it'd be interesting to read, but there might be something cool down there for people that are looking to spice up their hands and eyes. You know, pumpkin spice them up. Pumpkin spice it If you want to put nutmeg and cinnamon in your eye, yeah, I don't recommend it, but maybe the eye of Ekna can like shoot a pie out of it once you do. Or like a pumpkin spice latte. Um, should we I think get ready for a long it's rest? It's long rest time. Okay. It is long rest time. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to Long Rest. Man, this foot, this these feet are are warm. I've got a hand over one of them, and I stretch this jelly sack eyeball just over my other one. It doesn't quite cover it. I got That's some big feet, but horrifying. Yeah, they slosh when you walk, but I just really need them <laughs> so I can sit by the fire and be toasty and cold. And I feel really strong. I could kick <laughs> your like foot something so hard. Absolutely, and you can see through your feet. You can do a new spell called the Toe of Death. <laughs> See it's very Halloween. Feet. Halloween uh, appropriate is what I'll say. Your slippies are Halloween appropriate. Yeah, my sli my slippies are horrifying. Honestly, those these are the two scariest body parts I think to see solo. Aside Hand from, and eye. Yeah, aside from like genitals. <laughs> I guess that's true. I'm trying now. I'm trying to think. Like a whole head is, is scary. Yeah, but but if we are being singular, like like a, a thing like a shoulder is not terrifying. Right. Like one like ear, bo one bone is scary. You need no. the whole skeleton. Yeah. Maybe just the, if the skull is flying. Yeah. That's scary. What about like the jawbone. That's a that's a good one. Um, yeah. Stephen King uses a lot of jawbone. To, like you need a jawbone to talk to demons. Ooh, I like that. That's, yeah. that's interesting. It's like part of it. Yeah. You get. It. Like a character finds a jawbone like jutting out of a wall. Yeah. He's like, ah, oh, I'm gonna take this and use it later to talk to some fucking demons. Yeah, the 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 leg of Vecna would be a weird thing to find. <laughs> the leg of the leg of Vecna. <laughs> the leg of Vecna. It's like Christian Ronaldo is so good at soccer because he's got the leg of Vecna. <laughs> I don't know anything about soccer. <laughs> you know who Christian Ronaldo is, right? I think I might have heard the name. Okay. Uh <laughs> well, what's your favorite um uh like classic hmm. American okay. uh, Halloween mm -hmm. entity. 
entity. Yeah, oh, like I know new, what you're talking about. Oh, you know, like Mike Werewolf. Myers. Uh, oh, yeah, the thriller. I'm including. I'm trying to include those guys. So Werewolf, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frankenstein, Frankenstein. yes. Um, but like, That's yeah, Mike tough. Myers, Freddy. The, the I'm not a slasher movie guy. Me I'm neither, not a but, fan of any of those. But movies there's, the that aesthetic's much. cool. I really like the Mike yeah, Myers aesthetic. Yeah. It's one of my favorite of that breed of of ilk. Yeah. Um. Because I guess if I had to choose one of those, oh God, it would be Freddy Krueger. Just cause. I like supernatural horror, and Freddy Krueger of those three is the most supernatural. Which I mean, the other two have a little bit of supernatural going on. Yeah, that, but um, the, I like the classic stuff though, dude. I like I like Dracula. I like uh, like Werewolf. a Nosferatu. Nosferatu is cool too. Yeah. I think I think Nosferatu is like Nosferatu is cool, but also I think it's kind of lame how cool it is to prefer Nosferatu over Dracula. Oh. Does that make sense? I don't know. They, it, it, they both it, have their own place to me. They they do exactly. I agree hundred oh. percent. But I feel like it just became really cool. To oh, like hipsters be down you're on Dracula. Hipsters. Yeah, and, and okay. I'm more of an Nosferatu fan. No, you're not. Yeah, you've name, seen, name you've another, seen a fucking picture. Yeah, name bro. another French movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Speaking of French, French movies, movie? dude. Oh, Will's I watched another French. Movie. I watched this show on Netflix called Marianne. It's a horror show. Okay, it's all it's a French show. Um, I think it's ten episodes. Uh, it had some weak spots, but overall, two thumbs up. It sucks that we didn't get a second season, but it was like some scary-ass witch and demon shit. And nice. It was all in French. Had to do it in subtitles. Most I enjoyed it. It was very good. My favorite iteration of Nosferatu is the hash-slinging slasher episode of SpongeBob. I, I vaguely remember it. At the very end, they're like, if you were the one at the... I forgot what he was doing. If you're the one at the door and you're the one calling on the phone, then who was flicking the lights? And they look over and it's Nosferatu in the doorway. Yes, and he's like, yes, I do remember. <laughs> like I do Nosferatu. Remember. Yeah, that was funny. So. He's like, eh. But um, but I guess of all the entities, uh, yeah, I think it's got to be Dracula. I'm a huge, I'm a huge Dracula, Castlevania, Gothic horror fan. So yeah, uh, I like Hugh Jackman, Dracula. Um, he's not. Oh, Dracula. that's Van Helsing. Yeah, yeah. Van Helsing, Dracula. I mean, like... that one wasn't the worst, but it also wasn't very good. I like how he was buff. Yeah, they're both just, and then they both just ended up being angels in the end. That was weird. Uh, Strahd? Uh, Strahd's a good Dracula, you know, clone. Okay. I mean, that's what he is, and he's a good one, I think. What when you when you say Dracula, what like iteration do you go to? <sighs> I mean, Castlevania. Um, that's a good one. The the show one's really good too. The, the show. Uh, uh, have you seen the actual show? No, nah, it's on my. It's the on show my like Captain goes America out list. of their way. It it takes. The the small pieces from the retro games and actually fleshes them out into a more like sympathetic story. Mm. Yeah, the that those for, for first four episodes depicting Dracula were fucking top notch. But um, I don't know. I don't know if I have a particular go to outside of just the Castlevania classic Dracula. Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula is just really good. Um, the movie's okay, but. I like mummies. Like mummies are dope. Like yeah. Emotep. Yeah, Emotep's great. Yeah, I love Emotep. Absolutely. I love fucking love the mummy. That, those I feel like Emotep's the only like... one who could go toe to toe with Dracula. That would be pretty wise. cool. Yeah. Do you think what would Dracula do about like giant wall of sand or water that is Emotep's face? <laughs> I think he would teleport. Like ah, that's it, a good it, one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, with Dracula, it's tough because uh, there's all these different iterations of all these different power levels with Castlevania being just basically the Castlevania Dracula is essentially like a level 20 wizard mm -hmm. who also is like a vampire lord and a necromancer and a demigod. Yeah. Okay. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyways. Is Emotep a lich? Sort of. 
He's a mummy lord, right? He would be a mummy I guess, lord. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. doing a lot of magic. He's definitely nineteen CR creature. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I like it. So we'll have an Imhotep versus Dracula sort of face off. <laughs> That'd be cool. We could year. do we could do Strahd versus whatever the most powerful mummy in D and D is, and, and see who wins. And yeah, and we'll call him Imhotep, and he'll have the face power. Yeah, definitely. Okay, it has okay. to have the face right. power. And we already know that that like that triggers your teleport. I'll, so if I I'll, burn your I'll run. I'll run the the vampire lord. You'll run the uh-huh. mummy. We'll have Jake be arbiter. Okay, yeah, he'll, the referee. <laughs> yeah, got it. Okay, uh, we want to read some reviews to you we guys, do. Uh, or not to you guys, but like thank thank a bunch of people that reviewed us, and we're gonna read a couple. Yeah, we're gonna read some of these. Shout reviews out some people for the podcast. Thank you guys so much. Uh, lots of glowing reviews. Yeah, have these are come Apple in. iTunes reviews mostly. I think. Uh, right? Yeah, these are almost exclusively Apple iTunes, mostly because it's the easiest one for me to uh, to gather into one yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we we see them all. Yes, we do. Thank you guys. Sometimes we read. YouTube comments. We'll probably do that next episode. Yeah. So Brandon C41 says, really good TTRPG podcast. Love the new skits. Looking forward to DCC RPG coverage. I can't wait for some of that myself. Uh, praise Bob Bug Bob Bills, which is a uh, a wizard patron from Dungeon Crawl Classics. Oh, okay, sick. Yeah. It's like a, it's basically uh, the the Toad from uh, for Bullywugs. What's the uh, what's Lord Lord the frog Hamath? No, 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 no. The, the god, the god of bullywugs. Oh, dude, you you had a bullywug that worshipped him. It was Lord Rama, Ramanos. Yeah, Ra, I do remember now. Yeah, I was like, dude, you're talking about year yeah, two dungeon know, cast or something. Yeah, uh, but that's essentially what that entity is. Basically. Okay, yeah, Ramanos. Uh, Tor <laughs> Torin Day writes, "Hell of a podcast." Shout out to Demorgaron. This podcast is nine hells approved. Thank you, Torin Day. That is a volatile like whip like. We went from demons of devils real quick. Yes, that's what I'm saying. But also, we do the same thing here. Shout out to Demon Gorgon. Uh, Wompity Womp Womp writes, phenomenal resource <laughs> for DMs and players alike. Found Dungeon Cast a couple weeks again. Uh, I imagine they meant to go uh, a couple weeks ago and have been flying through the content. As a DM who learned entirely through playing in Osmosis, it's been great learning about the significance of what makes the Feywild versus Shadow Hell versus the Nine Hells also distinct besides color palette. Keep it up, dudes. Thank you, Wompity Womp Womp. The Bard Dark Harp, longtime D&D player. I started playing many, many years ago uh, in first edition. Enjoy hearing new lore masters on the rise. Great, funny, and entertaining show. Catchy music and clever segments. Thank you, Bard Dark Harp. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, people, a lot more people have been asking the like names of the music on the show. <laughs> I just like generated them for the show. Like I wrote them and. Yeah, we, we like Will, we didn't actually name them. Will and I recorded and released them <laughs> for the show. Yeah, so yeah, they like I guess if there's one that says shout out to Demogorgon, it'll be called that. Yeah, except for there's two that do that. I yeah, call them stingers. Like these yeah. are these stinger one, stinger two is right. what they are in my audio files for the show. So I don't like forget to right. which one is which. But we appreciate you like them. I like them too. Yeah, thanks. Um, they um, I'll put them on Patreon. So that's a good idea because they're. There's a slew of OST, but I don't think the most recent stuff is on there. Just no. I'm a lazy man. Sorry. The Celestial writes, amazing, great show, but wish was not explicit. Mm. Sorry, The Celestial. Yeah. Do you, speaking of year two dungeon cast, year one, year two, that was like our heaviest critique early on. Oh, dude, it was nonstop. We had, um, we had people mad. Yeah. Mad. I mean... Yeah, mad. I, I they think... were mad because God was mad, and they were mad <laughs> they because were, they were mad because God's they God's were mad because their kids were around. Yeah, I was like, please yeah. don't put this on when your kids are around. The subject content is enough for me to not want you to listen to this with your kids. 
Yeah, for the most part. Even at if least we didn't not curse. until like I don't know. <clears throat> well, I, certain episodes in particular. It depends on your parenting style. I like <clears throat> like if I had like obviously I don't have my show on because it's my show. I've already done it. I don't need to hear it again mm -hmm. unless I'm like reviewing it for some reason. Yeah. But like my oldest daughter who's ten, like I wouldn't mind if she heard most of it for the most part. It's fine. But that's me, my parenting style. Some people would not be okay with that, and that's yeah. okay too. I just told my kid, you can say yeah. what I, we're at home. You say what you want. Yeah. You're at school. You go by the school rules, and you do not say the f word. <laughs> For sure, absolutely. And, but she's just also like, I don't want to say bad words. I'm that's like, that that's how my decision. daughter is too. Like, she does not want to say bad words, and that's totally fine. Leave it at that. Um, I will. I will. I say do. The premise, I want to say bad words. The premise of the show was always just me and Brian shooting the shit about D and D, and that's what we're doing. This yeah. is how we talk in real life. This is how we talk in the show. It's not a force thing. It's not us pushing. No, I it. have a potty mouth. We do try and roll back a little bit, um, because I think. Yeah, if, we 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 went. We did. Yeah, tone it down and like over the years. I do find it interesting how how sensitive some people are to it. Not in like a negative way. It's just. My sister is a sailor. <laughs> mm -hmm. She puts me and Brian even fused together with the amount of curse words we curse together to shame. Absolutely. So I am not like I. It, it's not even on my barometer what we do on this show. But anyways. yeah, no, that's fine. Moving on. Uh, Sad with Disney says, "Love the show. I love the explicit language." <laughs> Thank you, love with Disney. Well, cool. Uh, once again. Um, you know, we have a wide and varied audience. Well, yeah, when we started, it was like, let's be natural and do what we do. And then, like, we didn't know people were going to listen to the show at the scale, you know, that yeah, people that it listen became. to this show yeah. now. Yeah. Like, we hoped, but yeah. Yeah, we just were like, oh, okay, well, F words. Yeah. Fuck. Sorry. I wasn't it a thing in Super Quest. I think, oh, yeah, I, I was re listening. At the very beginning, I was yeah, like, I'll fuck, do, fuck, do, fuck, fuck. Yeah, I was like, do we curse on this show? And then you let one of those off. I was like, I guess we're cursing on this show. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is uh, our chance. Muddamasher says, wonderful for DMs, players, and people trying to sleep. I pop this podcast on pretty much every night to head to sleep with an AirPod on. That This isn't a knock on the cast to insinuate that it's boring. I listen to it awake as well, but the audio quality and calm, familiar voices of the hosts drift me right to sleep as I learn about D&D lore through osmosis in my sleep. Keep it coming, guys. Thank you for the quality content. Thank you, Motomasher. I also do that with content I like, so I don't take offense to that at all. Yeah, I used to, and then I yeah. was like messing up my sleep because oh, yeah. my thing would still be on in the morning. I'd feel like shit. Oh, yeah. Like I'm an sorry. album or something would be on yeah. loop instead of like, I don't know. Well, like Spotify, they like to you play an album and then you get to the end of the album, it just starts playing a radio of some kind. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I want it to end with that last song. Oh, you just yeah, and just be done. Yeah, yeah I feel like kill the cue after hey, man, that. Go back to old school records or CD. Man. Yeah, that's why I yeah. used to listen to like CDs yeah. and put them on, and they would end, and yeah. I'd be like, okay, bedtime. Yeah, and there then, you go. Yeah, no, I, I no feel more. you. Um, <clears throat> MS. Ryan in New York City or NYC says, Superb show packed with information. Excellent show. It's great that they exhaustively cover the lore about all topics across the various versions of D&D and Pathfinder. Very entertaining. The hosts have a fun and informative interaction which teaches, informs, and entertains. Keep up the great work. Thank you, MS Ryan in NYC. Thanks, guys. Every review is important um, because of like visibility. Like yeah. People don't know about the show. What might 
hear about it because of your reviews like yeah getting pushed. it's very true um but also like tell your friends because that's cool i yeah. we see a lot of people being like i show this to all my players you know that's we yeah and that's awesome that. i love that yeah. um real quick i want to say a big thank you to little fff lies who left what is very probably the single most glowing review i think we've ever gotten ever that being said it is as long as like 10 reviews and I'm not sure if we want to read it here. No, um, it, it's a it's a lot. Um, I will read the but, title. All hail the dungeon cast. I mean, Demon Gorgon. Yeah, yeah. Shout uh, out to Demon thank Gorgon. you, little L, little FFF lies. We read them all. Thank I you so read much. this on my way. To, well, not on my way. When I got here to the studio, and I immediately told Brian all about it. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. So thank you. Um, do you want to just name off some rattle off some usernames? Okay, I gotta scroll down for that. Um, let me see here. Thank you to. Uh, or that wompity womp wop. Uh, oh God! Horse donkey four twenty turn tup swag. Thank you. <laughs> this is a good pick. Thank That's you. a good lead in. I don't know if we're gonna get it a better was, username than that. The first one. I think we Here comes stop. the next one. Oh. Thank, thank you, Josh Tit. <laughs> That could be anything. <laughs> Thank you, Esteban TC. Thank you, Cooper Ryan seven seven. Thank you. Uh, Oh, I know we've read this one before on the show. So thank you, Daffy Ed. You know, let's go to another country real quick. Hey, let's let's pop over to Canada. Yeah, we were reading American reviews. Yeah. Let's read some Actually, let's go down under. Um Ooh. we got uh Dr. Brown in nineteen ninety four with a nice review. These guys make me a better player every week. Every episode I listen to or watch uh, just helps me to figure out how to actually play. As someone with low creativity and ADHD, the way that they describe everything just hits home and allows me to be better all around. There goes my phone. Uh, does that count for the drinking game? No. Yeah, I think it does. I had to take like it another... out of airplane mode to get these reviews. You told me to do it. <laughs> okay, yeah. that's You know what? We'll give you a pass. <laughs> Thank you. I'm still going to take a drink. Uh <laughs> Real quick, thank you to M.No from Australia and Furrow from Australia and Gold Crown and uh, Maleki85 and Jack Hamuman, all from Australia. The Jack Hamuman? The Jack Hamuman. We're popping over to Canada real quick, and we're just going to thank a few more people. Thank you, Darkness321, Capitalo, Fathomless Seer, Frazu48, Spindler99, Mr. Dungeon Cast fan. Thank you, Mr. Dungeon Cast fan. What a pull for a uh, username. I know. Thank you, KJ Max 75 all from Canada. And there's just so many more. We'll do more maybe next time or the time after that, guys. Thank you guys yeah, for it, all your awesome Yeah, it's been a while, reviews. but we get, we, we're getting them, and thank you. They really are important. Um, and we encourage anybody that's never left one to go do so on whatever podcasting platform you listen to our show on or on, uh, on YouTube if that's what you're doing. Um, just some quick footnotes um the youtube episode is officially staggered for by one week yes um that's on purpose that is on um, purpose we're going just, to remain that way to give us a little bit more breathing room yeah maybe maybe one day down way down the line it might come back it probably won't though um <laughs> just because of the way we're gonna handle post-production moving forward it would it's better to do it this way yeah. so um Let's see. Uh, did I have anything else? We have a P.O. box um, that I need to desperately to go check. Oh, that reminds me. Somebody on Patreon left us a message yesterday saying that there is uh, uh, a way to have the SPS notify you when there something is. arrives. Yes. Okay. As okay. soon as I complained that they're archaic, they were like, actually, they have a thing. I'm like, ah, For sure. I'm a jerk. It's cool. <laughs> I'm going to set that up. Um, cool. I need to go there. Like, I've had so much time to go check and just haven't. You're getting used to the, your uh, new schedule. So. Yeah. So I, I need to, I don't know, maybe today. When, oh, no. We're going to finish. 
Oh, well, yeah, maybe today. Uh, no, probably not. Uh, we'll see. Maybe tomorrow? Maybe. I'm off off tomorrow, so mm -hmm. I could do that. Uh, we also have an email. Um, the Dungeon Cast. I almost said my personal email right now. The Dungeon Cast at gmail.com. Uh, you guys can send us stuff there. Uh, mostly we get like ad inquiry or like collaboration inquiry or like spam. Yeah. Or like, hey, we sent you a thing on the post, the PO box. That's <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, but yeah, if you're looking to, if you like, maybe you've got a Kickstarter, we have advertising at um, pre roll, mid roll. Um, Ilian and Beern will advertise your product. Um, thank you guys for supporting Ilian and Beern. Uh, we're constantly on the hunt to put more stuff up on Patreon as we become available to do so. So hopefully there will be more stuff there. Um, Flashbang and the Surgeon is still ongoing, so go check out that superhero campaign that is on our Patreon, but also on its own feed now. And we also have our Baldur's Gate giveaway is done, so yes. thank you. We shouted out the user we did. already yes, uh, we on did. mic, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Um, a very frequent YouTube commenter. It was yes. Brian Von Miller, right? It was Brian Von Miller. Yeah. Congratulations again. I, I know <laughs> your name. I know who you are on site <laughs> from your many years of commenting on our YouTube stuff. Indeed. Uh, kindly. So uh, very deserving win, I think. Uh, not that another winner wouldn't have been because <laughs> it was random. It was. What I'm trying to say is. So many comments. We want to do another giveaway, but we don't know what to give away. So let us know what you would like us to give away. Um, I was thinking to finally bust out that big ass jar of dice and have a um, Ooh, like, a hey, how many, how many are, are in here? here. That like would be that a cool idea. giveaway. Yeah, that sounds cool. And you would kind of have to go to YouTube to, like, maybe we do yeah, our own video a YouTube for that. Getaway. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's still a good idea, even though it's YouTube exclusive. Yeah, That's and fine. the requirements would be like, you you need to subscribe. Yeah, or like maybe we just like, I don't know. It's hard to do. We'll look into what sort of options we have for giveaways for like the podcasts. It's way easier to do it on YouTube, but yeah, right, whatever. Um, it could be a social media one. Who knows? Maybe we'll do the deck of many things uh, book if it comes out before the end of the year. I um, mean, it's coming out this uh, November. Okay, maybe we'll, maybe we'll give. I don't know. That might be too soon. Uh, uh, we'll talk about it. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, and then I think we just have like the social media stuff. Will. Yeah, you'll find us on Twitter, on threads, on um, – actually, you might not find us on Twitter for long because this dude's literally about to try and just charge people to use it. Yeah, if it becomes a subscription-based program, yeah, we'll we're just, out. I'm just leaving. Yeah, yeah we're like, just leaving. It's not something yeah. we're interested in. You'll find in us anything. on Instagram and on threads and on um, Mastodon. Which are all perfectly good platforms yeah. to do exactly what we yeah. do on Twitter. Twitter, you fucking goon, Elon. Get out of here. Your cars are burning to death. <laughs> They're literally like wasting away. They're breaking automatically on them. You have enough problems. Indeed. Stop fucking with us. Right. Anyway. Um, I think at that point, too, I'll probably open a blue sky. I just haven't because I'm lazy. But um Oh yeah. Yeah. But if if we leave Twitter, we'll go there too. So the the we'll still have four social media. Obviously, there's the Discord, which is my personal favorite of all the social medias we're on. Um, I highly recommend that one. Uh, we will be able to talk to us and just a ton of awesome fans and a great community um, with fantastic mods. Mm -hmm. um, really cool place. All the links are in the description, so go check it out. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, God, excuse me. Ah, I did a yawn. And then, obviously, Star Seekers Guide to Dragon Star. Yeah, we're writing the book Star Seekers Guide to Dragon Star, a science fiction space opera, high fantasy, galactic adventure based off of our live play adventure, Super Quest Saga. 
Um, it has everything you could want out of a space book. It's going to have space travel, space combat, spaceships. It's going to have new sci-fi slash fantasy inspired class options for every single class in the game. Uh, 11 new uh, updated uh, alien species instead of races. We're going with species, including a custom species builder, which will allow you to build whatever alien race you, that you possibly could want. Um, and a number of other things. And if you want to help support it, all the money coming from pre-orders is going directly back into the book for more art, better quality uh, pages, you know, longer sections, you know, more monsters, all that other stuff. So uh, check out drakenstar.com. Link is in the description. I appreciate any support we're getting. Uh, we are wrapping up the first five chapters in a permanent sense and moving on to the final three. And um, yeah, I'm very excited about it. All right, um, and with that, I think we can call it a game. All right, let's call it a game. We'll talk to you guys later. The Dungeon Cast. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.